1: She's Hannah Ferguson, and she's next. And now, from the legendary Studio B, so you're in Seattle with Gregor. I think that people putting all this time into crafting a costume just to go have fun with friends and strangers at a real nerdy event is just the best. Just haven't invested the time myself. Idea. I want to dress up in cosplay as Soundwave from the original Transformers. That version of him, at least. And then I want to take Space Baby, my kid. He's two. And I want to make him, like, a little Ravage or, like, one of the cassettes that transforms. And then the two of us can go together. Look up Transformers Generation 1 for this. The nerds my age will be like, yes! I think. I don't know. But it seems like it would be really hard to build all this stuff, and I don't really know where to start. Luckily, we have a local group called Zack Labs, Z-A-K-L-A-B-S, and that's exactly what they do. It's a super open, friendly environment where you come, pay a few bucks, and you can work on your costumes with people who do this all the time. It's their business, literally. So you don't know how to get that perfect robot look on your feet or whatever? They can help you so you don't make the early mistakes that'll make it too heavy or fall apart too easily or... Get, like, consumed by the rain, or whatever. Zach Labs is awesome, and Hannah's a part of that. This is great talk. She's a lovely human being. You can follow her on Instagram at Ninja Cat Cosplay to see all the different projects she's working on and all the things that she'll talk about here in this upcoming chat. It's a lot of fun. Work for this, and...
0: I'm doing all volunteer sourcing and management, and
1: when it comes to getting volunteers for uh, a thing like that, is there is there like a community angle to Renton City Comic Con? Does it like I can't? Is, everyone's volunteering. You guys are all volunteering.
0: Yes, yeah. So all of the creative team is volunteer based right now, still, and we're we're in year four and we're still volunteer based. That's a lot of work. <laughs> yes, and so um, what we do for what I've been doing to source volunteers is reaching out to. You know, high schools, places that you know need students to get volunteer credit. Also, to a lot of the cosplay boards on Facebook and cool. and things like that. So, people who are just generally interested in in you know, comic cons in general.
1: It's a free ticket.
0: Yes, yeah, it's a free <laughs> ticket to something you know that you're already interested in, and we're probably going to go to anyways. So, perfect. Yeah.
1: Oh, uh, thanks for coming in to talk cosplay today. I'm. Uh, mm. I'm. I'm always so blown away by it, and it's gotten so big in the last several years. Yeah. It used to be like you'd see some wild things, and then a lot of normal people, when I say normal, I mean normally dressed people at a convention, and now it feels like everyone gets a little piece of that dressing up. I don't know, I, I feel like you're almost the abnormal one now if you don't have some sort of <laughs> Nerd garb. Yeah, nerd <laughs> garb. I like that. That's good. Yeah. Is that is that fair, or has it blown up a lot in the last several years? I think,
0: I, I mean, and being from the Midwest, I, I didn't have as much exposure to it sure. um, until recently. I think in the last 10 years, it has grown exponentially. So, I mean, people are just finding ways to get more creative with it. It's becoming more accessible. There's more tutorials out there now. So, it's not so foreign for people to see something and be like, how do I make that? There's a lot more materials out there for people to source to get. Get into it, and yeah, it's not just the kid.
1: It's not just the kid that has the dad that works in like uh, oh, on the costume yeah, design got for like it. a woodworking shop. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, people
0: yeah. are doing this in their living rooms now, in front of Netflix. That's exclusively what I do.
1: So. <laughs> just put on a show and just, binge it while you're building something.
0: Yeah, it keeps the mind busy.
1: How did you get into it?
0: Um, so two years ago, I moved out to Seattle, and I I had a friend who really wanted to go to Emerald City Comic Con, yeah. and I had never been to one. Um, And she's like, I I just really want to go and I want to dress up. Like, would you like to do that? And I like we're both theatrical. I'm like, of course, I love dressing up. That'd be great. (laughs) Um, And I I'm a super competitive person. So I'm just like, I'm going to make the most awesome costume ever. And so I, you know, was scouring the Internet, searching for what I wanted to dress up as. You know, I, I really liked Disney Um, And I wanted something challenging, and I saw people making this like foam armor, and I was like, I have no idea how to even do that, but I want to try it. So um, I ended up on Hiccup from How to Train Your Dragon. So, oh, the best. Seemed yeah, it was like a character I loved, um, which is always you know a good thing. So it was a character I loved, something that um, seemed like enough of a challenge, um, and something I would enjoy wearing. So I got started, had no idea what I was doing. And had you done
1: any costume stuff for theater or anything before?
0: Um, I had like taken a costuming class in college. Okay. It was like basic sewing, no fabrication or anything of the like. You know, we had done theatrical sets. You know, turning something flat into something three D. Mm-hmm. Um, but it it wasn't something that I was super experienced in. I knew how to use power tools and I knew how to use a sewing machine basically. I can't do
1: either of those things. That's like a huge advantage. I mean, that's cool.
0: (laughs) Um, So, but but I had no idea how to turn something like flat into a 3D piece of armor. So I was searching on Facebook and one of my friends had um, said that they were interested in going to what was an open cosplay workshop at Zach Labs. And I was like, that sounds like exactly what I need. So I drove out, you know, to the middle of Renton, had no idea, like walked into this garage,
1: just like some like, dude's house. Yep.
0: Some dude's house and it had like a little sign. And I was like, hello. And there were people in there crafting. I was like, can you help me make this thing? Um, and first thing Brian said was, okay, you're using all the wrong materials. Like I, I didn't have foam. I Bought a giant sheet of like PVC from Home Depot and was like, I think you can heat this up and shave it. And he's like, No.
1: No, Please, child. (laughs) He
0: didn't know it emits chlorine gas when you heat it up. And that's, and I was like, Oh, good to know. Okay. So, Uh, how
1: many cosplay related fatalities have there been? My God. Oh, my
0: goodness. None so far, (laughs) hopefully. Um, Maybe heat stroke. (laughs) But um, so, yeah, I just, uh, it was so helpful just being there with other people, creating, and I, I got kind of an idea and I got a lot of help from Brian. Um, and then I just kept coming back. <laughs> like I just kept asking if I could come back to the garage and um, I came back over and What would you over. have done if he said
1: no? He's like, if he no. said, no, I can't
0: help you. I would have been like, okay, I would have gone back to my living room and still probably would have been crafting out of my living room. That's cool. But yeah, so now I work for Zach Labs because I just kept uh, showing up. Even when there weren't workshops, I just asked if I could come back by and use the power tools. Um, and yeah, Brian and I built a great relationship, and now I I get to be mentored by him, and he has a lot of background in this kind of stuff, and so I've been learning and building bigger and bigger things.
1: He's a he's a fun guy. He's got a lot of. Uh visual aspiration. He's a photographer also, and so the idea that he works in visual fields I think really translates. He figured out how to take that and move it from just photographing something cool or playing a cool video game and make it three-dimensional and come to life, which is fantastic.
0: He also has a background in in puppetry, so Brian actually used to yeah. make puppets.
1: And yeah, I guess I remember. I've talked to him before. I interviewed him a couple years ago. You can go and find the episode of it uh, from so you're in Seattle, and it's uh, we had a good talk about that. I'd forgotten about that aspect yeah. though.
0: So he was into cosplay, like back in 2008 when it was just yeah. when Dragon Con was, you know, just
1: well. The thing was, people would show up, up. Uh, in Halo Master Chief. Mm. Uh, they would show up in like Halo gear that they had built themselves, and I remember yeah. that and being like, "Wow, this is cool!" And now it's like blown up. It's uh,
0: yeah, and like BlizzCon, he he made like some old World of Warcraft, and I say old relatively, but yeah. like older World of Warcraft stuff, and showed up to BlizzCon, and it was like. You know, 10 years ago, everyone was like, that was amazing. That's so amazing. It's incredible.
1: The big bird thing he made was crazy.
0: That, <laughs> right? Yeah, that was crazy. And so, yeah, yeah, he he ended up dismantling it because with a build like that, he's like, I'm never going to be able to wear it again because um, yeah, you need a full-time handler just to get around.
1: Well, and being a photographer, you know, you get some pictures of that and mm-hmm. then like, good enough for the memory there. He's like, there.
0: yep. Uh, and I, I think that that's really important in cosplay is y- you need a balance between... Um, you know, the creativity and, you know, the visual impact, but it also needs to function. You know, you need to have pockets. You need to be able to go to the bathroom, which are things when I first started creating costumes, I didn't think about it all. I could not get out of my costumes to like pee unless I wanted to take the whole thing off. And so now it's things that I think about Before, like, as I'm conceptualizing. So,
1: sometimes you're like, there's no way we could do that because I could never pee.
0: (laughs) I mean, it does come into into the conversation. You know, Brian wants to build bigger and bigger things. And I said, okay, but now it requires two people to man this costume. It's now a puppet, it's now, you know, a piece of machinery that we're wheeling around. Um, So, it it really just depends on it. And it has to be an agreement of like, are we going to build this thing together or. Is it just going to be, you know, something you work on for yourself, something I work on for myself? Um, but yeah, the, it it's the possibilities are endless with cosplay now.
1: It's so crazy to see all of it and the, all the different types. I guess, what are some of the different types that you see? Like simple versus complex? Like how? What are the levels that you see of people going out? And and is it something that anyone can do?
0: Oh, absolutely. So, I mean, the reason I love it so much, and I didn't expect to be, you know, so involved in the cosplay community. I came to Seattle with an acting degree um, and now I'm kind of on this um, craftsman side of things and I, I do believe that anyone can do it and it's a hobby that is strictly built on passion. You know, someone's passion for either a character or, you know, a series or pop culture or um, you know, it's just a, a way for people to express themselves and um, we can talk more about that and like how how it feels being in cosplay. But um, in terms of the differences, um, whenever I go to a comic con, I see kind of different tiers of people. There's the people who are really into the hair and makeup, so they spend a lot of money on nice wigs and they um, you know are really into doing all of this elaborate makeup, uh, and then they'll just wear simple clothing that they've bought or you know clothing that they've sewn. And then there's the Fabricators who are really into building armor and you know creating larger than life, uh, and there's no right or wrong. Not one is better than the yeah, other. Sure, a, a great amount of work goes into both of them.
1: Yeah, no joke. Right? <laughs> both of
0: those things. And then there's the people who just want to go and and wear a costume that they they purchased and just be in the community in this costume they purchased. They're not craftsmen. They have no desire to be like to create the, it themselves. They feel the same with a purchased costume as. Opposed to one that they've made, so um, yeah, I, I'd say that there's there's definitely differences, but I think everyone still has an equal amount of work that they and and care that they put into their costumes.
1: I've been following you on Instagram throughout the entirety of this, so I've seen the like IG. the stuff that yeah, I see the stuff that you build mm. uh, at Ninja Cat Cosplay. That right? is it. Yes, um, I've seen the stuff that you build. I guess you kind of fall into like different. Depending on like the situation, different iterations of that. Do you have a favorite? Do you like? How do you? How, how do, you do you choose, choose when, when you're going to build something? What you're gonna? What you're gonna dive into?
0: Um. Well, for me, I mean, I I have always worked with power tools since I was a kid. My dad was a carpenter, so Safe, I've been using yeah, like, a like a bandsaw one. as a child. Great. Um, <laughs> so hold up your hands. It, <laughs> they're all they're all, the all still there. Okay, all the good. digits yeah. are there. They're <laughs> not pretty by any means. Um. <laughs> but uh, I do. I do enjoy, um, I I don't know, I feel like I enjoy uh, expanding my skill set. So I think for me it's a matter of what have I tackled before and how can I learn in a a build because I just really enjoy um, expanding my skill sets. When it comes to choosing a costume, it's mostly character based for me because... um, I'm a very empathetic person. I have a very deep connection to characters that I cosplay, and I want to make them super accurate. Um, so if I do choose something from a show, like I did Moana, that was my first thing that I've sewn from cool. scratch. Which I I don't sew clothing. I can sew like pillowcases, and I can you know I can use a machine, but I hadn't really built something that I was going to wear, and I wanted to make sure that. It wasn't like the Walmart spandex ones. I was really um, focused on picking the right materials, making sure the fabrics looked very organic, um, making the dye look very organic. And for me, that was uh, like a pride moment for me. Of I wanted to be very accurate, and it was also a consideration towards the character and like what materials would um, this character have used. Yeah. You know, they wouldn't have had access to spandex, or so it was kind of like a dramaturgy thing for me. Um, you're really ner- getting the character nerding out a little bit. Whatever,
1: yeah, though. <laughs> yes. it sells it though because then when you have to put it on and be that person. Like a question I was going to ask you is like how what a, how much of a role is if you're picking out a character how much of it is acting? But it sounds like for you it's almost everything. <laughs> um,
0: and and I don't. Um, I, there are some people who like to stick to a character yeah. in in their costume and and that's fine. I. Um, I don't always. Uh, with Moana, it's a little different because you have the little kids coming up to you and, sure. you know, they they don't see a person. They see a princess. And so I always try to be very bright and bubbly and kind. And um, What censored. a stretch. <laughs> censored is the important sure. word there. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, with the other costumes. I don't necessarily stay in character when i'm talking with my friends of course. But, but with pictures and everything it, there's a certain confidence that comes with putting on a set of armor and it it's kind of like um when you're a kid and you put on a halloween costume you know or you put on that like batman cape to run around the house. It's like that for adults. I don't think that feeling ever goes
1: away. Well, that's the challenge, right? Is that, you, like, for me, at least in my life, I don't want to lose connection to the me that was full of wonder and thought that, like, oh, I could definitely be an astronaut. You know, I'm an old, yeah. old guy and I could, I'm still like, well, I could probably still go to space. That I, seems like pretty reasonable.
0: It's becoming more and more financially possible. <laughs>
1: <like>. <laughs> Not in my career. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh well, come make costumes. You'll make a load of money. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I've heard that about the cosplay design. It's a fan- fantastically lucrative. Oh yes, but indeed. it's the idea of not losing that magic. I just bought my uh, well, my wife did. I didn't do anything, but she just bought a uh, my two year old a spaceman like with a rocket pack and a helmet, and like he's never going to stop running around in that. And I imagine it's gonna, he's going to sleep in it because I'm gonna wear it want- to
0: school. Like yeah. I want, I want to wear it to preschool. Yeah,
1: I mean, hundred percent. And he'll like scream and shout if we don't let him. It's I don't want to maybe it's like not appropriate for like a board meeting or whatever. but I don't want to ever lose connection with that. And that's why I'm so fascinated by this world because you have a chance to step out of your own clothes and be something else and be welcomed there. it feels like
0: yeah and and I think that it is a stronger. I mean people who are um, in the artistic community or who have been um, kind of nurtured by the arts growing up have a stronger connection to that imagination and and don't really want to, uh, you know, let that go. I mean, for me, I've always been creative. Um, you know, I haven't had jobs focused on income. For me, it's always been, you know, I just want to create and express myself and I, I enjoy that side of me now and I'm embracing it and I surround myself with people who also embrace that side of me because that's what I like about myself and that's... Um, The imagination is just such a powerful tool that I—that's why I love Comic-Con so much, even though I'm not, um, you know, super—I've never been super into— the the very like deep dive nerdy side of things yeah. I love you know all my nerdy things like Firefly Star Wars etc yeah
1: you have like uh, a handful of things that you're into and it's yeah. not a, I feel like it gets a little competitive to be like oh yeah well my character's the most obscure
0: and I know this much have you heard you know this line in this obscure episode of fan fiction <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean and here here I am working at a music radio station and I, I'm not the music guy here so it's like people will come talk to me about stuff like oh I have no idea you should talk to someone who's like really into music. That we're, and they're like, "What? How's that possible?" But yeah, it's like just because I love a thing doesn't mean I'm infinitely knowledgeable about all parts of it or whatever. It just whatever sparks that imagination. Yeah. God, that's so fun. It must be a really expensive hobby.
0: It is so expensive, um, and I think that that's um, that's where a lot of people. Um, get discouraged and and find limitations is a lot of the tutorials out there today are working with um, a, a little pricier materials like warbla um what's that warbla is a thermoplastic so warblerbla
1: W A R B L A
0: W O R B L A. okay so it's a it's a moldable plastic and there's lots of you know variations of it um, but you can heat it up and mold it to whatever you like it creates a very Sturdy and nice product, but it is about fifty dollars for just a small little sheet of it, um, like would, a two by four sheet.
1: Would you use it to make like a harness or something like that? Or a lot of
0: people use it to um, to make uh, armor coatings. So foam is is really typically used for armor, and a lot of beginner cosplayers use that because it's a, like super accessible and it's cheap. And if you mess up, you don't have to, you know, yeah. waste a ton of money. So um, foam is has been what I've been going to, but a lot of people will then coat that in warbla and give it a really hard surface. So yeah. it's a lot more durable. It does make your costumes last longer, but it's it's expensive. And um, I have made some some rings out of it. I needed harness rings, you know, and I only had one big iron ring. And I was like, well, I need two. I need two of them. So I just, you know, heated up the warble, and it's kind of like Play Doh. You can mush it all together, and oh, like, cool. you can roll it up into a little snake. It was like, you know, elementary art class again. Yeah. Uh, so I made a little snake and then made it into, rolled it around a PVC pipe and made two perfectly symmetrical rings um, made of this plastic instead of metal. And I didn't have to go buy any.
1: And then it's lighter.
0: Mm-hmm. It is lighter. Um, and you can texture it in a lot of different ways. You can heat it up and use. You know, um, clay carving tools to create detail. It's a very versatile tool, but expensive. It is expensive. Uh, same with with resins. A lot of higher end movie grade props use resin casting, which yeah. I've just gotten into and I've I've started learning. But it it does run very expensive, like eighty dollars for you know a, a pint of this stuff. And you um, like
1: you can easily screw up eighty dollars worth of resin.
0: Oh yes, I've screwed up so many. Um so many things with it, and it's it's not an easy thing to work with. So there's a lot of different tiers of, of this hobby, and, and it really just depends on how much you want to spend on it. And I don't think that just because you spent $10 on a costume, it's – any worse than someone who spent $200, two hundred, two thousand dollars on a costume? Uh, I guess what's
1: the what's the average you end up putting into? I, I know you can't say for all of your costumes because the Moana one's going to be way different than mm-hmm. like an armor one that you make or whatever. But like, in order to get ready in a couple months from now, you're going to go to the thing. What are you budgeting?
0: Uh, a couple hundred. Um, and and it really comes down to not just the the materials. So. Um, let's say if I'm doing just a simple armor build foam, we get foam in bulk. So it's a little cheaper, like $50 for the foam, but then you're also doing, um, you're priming it and you're, you know, you need two cans of primer. That's, you know, 10, 10 yeah. bucks. Yeah, yeah. Um, you need two cans of paint. You need, um, you know, all the strapping buckles, uh, not to mention the clothing you're going to wear under it, so it does end up becoming. Oh,
1: uh, I haven't thought about that. What do you attach foam to? Like if you're making a, if you're making armor and mm. stuff.
0: That's a good question. So there's there's a lot of different ways to do it. Um, a lot of people use Velcro, so you can Velcro it directly to like a bodysuit. Um, if you're doing like a zentai suit, you can sew Velcro onto there, and you can have the armor pieces Velcro. Oh
1: my god, I'm just like <laughs> imagining myself in a bodysuit and being so like a morph suit. Ugh. <laughs>
0: It's uh, the, that's a whole different monster. Um, you know, you can pattern, you can print. There's people that make their own patterns and print them out onto fabric and then cut them and sew them together. The one time I ordered a, a bodysuit, it came with zero instructions of how to sew it together. I was like, oh my lord. <laughs> so that was an adventure. Um, but yeah, you can also use elastic for strapping, you can just um, strap it on that way, you can do um, leather strapping with buckles. Uh, and the the way I attach the strapping to the foam is usually with Chicago screws, so I actually bolt them together. Um, what's a
1: Chicago screw? A
0: Chicago screw, it's like a two-part it's screw. I like feel this is a
1: dirty joke or something no, like that. <laughs> no, no.
0: It's, it's just a two-part screw, so it's got like one part with a, um, you know, a, what's it called? It's a, stri- a hand sign for twisty. <laughs> yes, yes. It's it's like a twisty like, part and a thing. Yeah, it's got a twisty part. So it's got a um, a striped channel, whatever okay. you call it. Sure. <laughs> and then and then a bolt end and you screw them, you know, you put one end through the foam and then the other end goes through the leather and you just screw it in. So um, it's a it's a bolt that becomes, you know, you can loosen, take it apart and then put it back together. Okay, yeah. Basically. You're just bolting them together. Is it like
1: an eyelet that you're putting it through? Like is it um, I'm gonna yeah, look it up. Yeah. Don't worry about it. You don't have to describe I, it. It's I, fine. I
0: have some here. Well, let's see.
1: Let's see. I'll take a picture <laughs> and post it and then we'll
0: So I have my I have my armor right here. So, this is the, the leather strap right here, and this is the other end of the Chicago screw. So,
1: so that's, there.
0: that's one side, and then yeah. the other side just goes through there, and so you just screw them together, and I'll take it apart for it looks, you. It looks kind of rivety. Yeah. It's, it's like a rivet that can be removed. Okay. So, the thing is with rivets, um, you, you basically hammer them into the leather, yeah. and they're stuck there forever. With a Chicago screw, you can unscrew it, and you can take your armor pieces apart. So, I just finger tighten them like that, and then,
1: ta-da. Okay, so, it's like a peg yeah. <laughs> that is See, hollowed it's out. it's not easy
0: to describe, is it?
1: Correct. It's but, like a...
0: it's better than gluing pieces together, because it, if you need to take your armor apart for storage, or if you want it to have some uh, movement, yeah. so the screws provide movement if you're doing tiered pieces of armor.
1: God, um, how do you learn this? Brian. <laughs> he just knows what he's doing.
0: Well, and, and you know, Brian um, was the first person who, like, showed me what Chicago screws were. But uh, even looking at other people doing this, like, they don't. They don't talk about it a ton, but I'm just like, oh, that makes sense. A lot of people, th- the more I've been looking around, a lot of people do use this kind of method. Of
1: It creates a spool is what it does. Yeah. So you have like two bigger pieces and then a narrow wishbone in the in the middle. Yeah, and then, it's
0: basically like a pivot point. Yeah, and yeah. so th- then if you're doing tiered uh, like pieces of armor, a lot of people do tiered pieces of the same size, you have movement. And again, it comes down to that functionality of like... This looks cool, but I still have to wear it, and I have to be able to move in it. Um, so it creates a hinge, essentially.
1: Up closer, I'm looking at your armor, I'm and it's armor.
0: these are my Warbler rings, by the way. Oh yeah, look at that. There's...
1: yeah, they look totally metallic from here, and so they're I... pretty
0: strong too. So I did a stress test on them. I pulled them, you know, I, you can yank them, yank on them. I threw, yeah, yeah. It, threw it across the room.
1: Now, I mean. If I really look up close at this, I'm like, "Oh, this is foam," you know, because like it's here I am or whatever.
0: It's not finished yet.
1: And you could, (laughs) sure, but you couldn't be wearing. You couldn't craft this from metal and be wearing.
0: You could, but it would be really. It's a lot of, uh, and there are people who are into that, you know. Okay. More of the um, Renaissance folk. Yeah. Renaissance fair folk. They really enjoy metal crafting and, and woodworking. As the
1: skill of doing that.
0: Yes. But and imagine
1: I'm like, wearing a metal all day long, how heavy that would be.
0: They do it and they're like, Oh yeah, it hurts so bad. Like, but I just put up with it because
1: I know people uh, who wear beautiful shoes that hurt their feet constantly. Yes, so
0: yeah, exactly. And so uh th- and foam, it's it's really easy to laser engrave as well. So all the the Celtic detailing on here, I actually um, have been learning to work with Adobe Illustrator um, and creating a a bitmap uh, file for to um, put it into the laser, and then it engraves this detailing into the armor. And so you can't engrave metal with a laser of our capacity. You'd need something like really heavy duty, or you'd need to like hammer it. Into there. The
1: only laser I have is to make my cat run around. So it's not yeah, like I have a good capacity. And, like and ours then. is
0: pretty big. I mean yeah. you've seen it. I don't know if you've seen it, no, but it it's a, it's a four foot by two foot bed. It's you know, it's huge. Um it's not like even one of the little crafty ones, but even it can't engrave metal yeah. that well. You have to spray some weird um like chemical on it for it to to do something like that. So there's there's a lot of creativity with um, foam that you can do. And I, I took a Dremel and gouged out, you know, all this weathering in it. and um, it's To just, make it look
1: used, yeah, right? Make yeah, make it look
0: battle-worn. And it, like, again, it just, it's a very accessible um, material that I've seen both beginners and experts use. So I think that that's why a lot of the builders out there use foam is because there there is a wide variety of things you can do with it.
1: That's so cool. Now... Okay, so what are the costumes that you have done? Because I know you have a variety. What did you start with first? It's
0: been very hard uh, to, to create new stuff lately. I started with Hiccup, that was yeah, my right. very first one. Um, and looking back at it, I just I giggle um, because I'm like, oh, there's so many things I would have done yeah. better. Um,
1: that's with anything, though. That's, yeah,
0: with anything. And I, I started with Hiccup, and then I did a um, Deanne cosplay from Seven Deadly Sins, which uh, I had to sew a leotard, which I had never done. Uh, so I, I worked with dyeing fabric. I dyed some elastic to get it the right color, and then tried to sew like these big poofy sleeves, which, if you look really close, they're uneven. Uh, but you, from pictures, you can't tell. So... I know all of the um, sure. imperfections in my costume. Yeah, yeah, um, and that came with a big, um, like six foot hammer that I carved out of styrofoam.
1: When I met you, you were working on that yeah. at the time, and it was like, how is that going to turn into a giant hammer? And did you sure Did you enough, see
0: it? Yeah. So I, um, I probably won't work with styrofoam again unless I'm going to coat it several times with like um, what's called epsilon pro. It's a hard coating. Mm-hmm. Um, I only did about two coats on it, and the poor thing. I need to remake it because it's it's been cracked up. How
1: frustrating it is! Because you put a lot of time into props and stuff to only have to redo it. Will you ever redo it?
0: I'm working on it now. Okay, yeah, I'm working slowly on on redoing it piece by piece. But it is hard, like because you got to tear it up to then remake it. Yeah. Um. But that's kind of the uh the beauty of art is that like it's never gonna last forever. Yeah, it's cool. Um and it's beautiful at the time and a lot of people you know do remake their costumes they decide to remake and adjust and and make them better and that kind of comes with um you know just how you grow and how your skills grow but a lot of people if their costumes get kind of junky they they don't remake them and they just say well that was nice and they
1: <laughs> they yeah. put it
0: away and Well I mean like
1: how <sighs> Okay, let's finish how many costumes you... you uh,
0: so, and, and then I did Moana, and um, we made the uh, Starcraft Nova costume. That was a promotional for Zach Labs. We built that in two weeks. Um, oh, what? So the, yeah... It That's was a, a
1: complicated one.
0: It, I've never wanted to die so much in my life than <laughs> the two weeks. Uh, and it was just, we were trying to get it ready for Emerald City, and I was just up in the shop till like 1 a.m. every night, and uh, just... Like how are we gonna get this done? But Brian and I, thankfully, you know, we had his help. My boyfriend came in and helped for a little bit, like painting. Um, Is he supportive? So very supportive. He's also an artist. Uh, in a sense, he makes video games. Cool. So we're both nerdy um, and both, you know, creative types. So we we experience the rises and pitfalls of being an artistic type. Um, then the then the blood elf costume for Emerald City this year, and that was another two week build. Uh, which I think we're just gonna have to make a thing. Every year we're gonna be like, what can we build in two weeks? And we'll just have like a countdown clock and videotape our insanity and um, That's
1: awesome. That'd wild be a great like live stream. Like just have yeah. that going on Twitch in just, the background the whole time.
0: Like wild consumption of Cheez Its and and you know, energy drinks.
1: I just learned something. If you put Cheez Its into a smoker and you give them like a barbecue rub. They come out incredible. Oh, no. Shout out to my buddy Neil, who definitely taught me about that that's last week.
0: amazing. So, I, I think extra toasty Cheez-Its are definitely our snack of choice in at Zach Labs. That's perfect. The extra toasty ones. I can't go back to regular Cheez-Its.
1: Now you mentioned getting uh, you know uh, bulk foam and stuff like that. Are mm-hmm. there are there vendors that specialize in this, or do you just know where to go?
0: There are a lot of um well, there's there's vendors that sell bulk foam to the cosplay world so there's um, TNT that sells it in a big role there's SKS props that um, has now started building their own foam Yaya Han has her own brand of foam and Zach lab sells our own foam Um, where we source it from we just found a factory that makes these big blocks of foam yeah um, and they're they're huge and they basically slice it down into little strips and we've we just pay for a very large order um, from them because we know we're going to use it. Or we sell it to nearby craftsmen who who want to purchase a big sheet yeah. of it. And it's nice because it's double-sided uh, smooth foam. A lot of times you'll see people crafting with like just the puzzle piece floor mats that mm-hmm. they can buy at Home Depot. And the hard part with that is that one side has a texture on it that you either have to hide or get rid of. Um, and it's also... Uh, the type of foam that it is is kind of toxic if, if you burn it, so, <laughs> so don't don't burn your foam, people. Yeah. try not to.
1: These are important. Like uh, and like when you're spray painting, you have to be careful not to be inside There's without a so fan many going. Get like, yeah.
0: It's it's really probably not a good hobby for my health, but people still do it. You know, open a window, make sure to wear protective materials. You know, wear your hearing. Uh, Yeah, yeah, no joke.
1: (laughs) They cover those eyes, man. Wear goggles. Good God.
0: It's it's really important to stress to stress that.
1: Okay, so when you get dressed up in your various cosplay items, like some of them like I'm trying to be uh, delicate about this, so just know that I'm beating around the bush or whatever. <laughs> um, if you wear something that is um, revealing, revealing, mm-hmm. or sexy, or something like that, mm-hmm. I can only imagine that I know humans that would make that really tough. So, what's like the? Is there like a toxicity element other than the burning foam yeah. that comes with cosplay, <laughs> uh, specifically as a woman?
0: Um, it's it's an ongoing topic in cosplay. Uh, being a female in cosplay. Um, I mean, there are also males that do risque cosplay. It's a little, um, it doesn't get as much heat, but um, it's hard to know where to start. Uh, And I support all body confidence. You know, if you want to get out there and if something makes you feel confident, um, then wear it. What my thing is, what I try to do is I always enforce, like, make sure you're wearing proper undergarments you know, to be sensitive about it. You, you don't, um, there's something to be said about being risque, but you also want to be, you know, appropriate if there's children around the Comic-Con. Sure. So I try, um, if there's kids around um, and they want a picture with me, I try to choose a pose that um, is a little more appropriate with the child or, or something like that, because it, it. that's just my personal thing. And I always just want to be—I want to be covered, you know—or I want to be wearing things that I would be comfortable with. Um, if you know someone saw something that I would—I'd have to either be like, "Yes, I'm okay with that," or if I'm not, then I need to change it. You so make good
1: choices. Yeah,
0: make and and make choices that you're comfortable with. And if someone's pushing you to wear something that you're not comfortable in, don't do it. Or if the costume itself—if you really like the character, but the costume's a little risque for you. Change it, make it more appropriate for you, or if you want to make a costume a little more um, risque or a little more revealing, if there's parts of you that you know you like, um, you know, you can you can do that with cosplay. Obviously, there is something to be said about if it's an 18 and up kind of cosplay. Make sure to maybe wear it at night, or or there's events that are specifically catered to that. Um,
1: do you get do you catch any like do you get? Made to put, uh, put into any uncomfortable situations when you are dressed up.
0: I do, um, and, and it's not very often. Thankfully, a lot of the community has learned that um, cosplay is not consent. That's, um,
1: that's been a, a, that's it's, a great it's become a,
0: a very popular phrase. So, just because someone's in a costume does not consent for you to take their photo. Um, it doesn't consent for you to touch them, just like someone at. Um, I've got a know. great example. Yeah. Uh,
1: pregnant ladies.
0: Yes. Just because
1: they're pregnant does not mean you can touch their belly.
0: Or just because they have a tattoo doesn't mean that you can touch their tattoo. Like yeah, it's yeah. it's not an invitation. Um, it's an expression of myself and it's a way for me to express myself. But um, again, people have always been very respectful about asking to take photos. I have had someone um, sneak like a down shirt. Shot, um, and I've I've had people, uh, you know, try, they try to sneak up skirts, they try to sneak down shirts, oh they my try, they and and it's it's not um, it's not as popular, uh, but it happens, and I think the most important thing is learning how to how to handle that situation and. Speaking karate? up. Karate. Well, yes, karate. You know, if you know karate, yeah. great. If you like, if you've got that, you know, good throat punch yeah, in yeah, your back yeah, pocket, yeah. go ahead.
1: I do. I bring that <laughs> I with me. I
0: can't Cause... even tell someone to throat punch someone. But, um, and I know it. It is hard because uh, a lot of women don't feel like they can can speak up, or or it doesn't come to them in the moment. But speak up if you can.
1: Um, How about? Or, I mean, does the, does the community? Do you feel like when you're in the community of cosplayers that they have your back, like that it's a, a safer space than maybe if you were like transporting between your car and the commu- <laughs> and the event?
0: There, uh, yeah, there's safety in numbers for sure. And granted, the cosplay community is so huge, I can't guarantee I'm gonna like everybody in yeah. the cosplay community. There, there's such a wide variety of people, but. Um, a lot of the people are, are there for the same reasons and they want you to be protected and they want you to feel safe and confident. There's a lot of groups and subreddits and in, like Instagram accounts just focused on body positivity and positivity for females in cosplay. There are females who are, um, you know, strictly into more of the uh, bikini cosplays and they have their community that's very supportive. And there are people who are into, um, you know, th- just every kind of realm of cosplay, you're going to find someone who supports you. I always bring a friend with me um, when I'm cosplaying, or I always try to be around a, a group, just mm-hmm. because um, it's just safe. And and I enjoy people, so it's it's more fun for me to have people around and have you know, all my friends are are very supportive. And if I can't speak up, they'll speak up for me. Um, of like, hey. Uh, please ask to take a photograph. You know, if you if you'd like one, um, you can ask. Or if I see someone like trying to take a photograph, I just turn to them and I was like, "Oh, hi. Would would you like a photo?" Um, and they're like, <laughs> "Oh, uh, yes, yes, please." I'm like, "Oh, okay. You can just ask. It's it's fine." And I'm I'm a very direct person. I understand not a lot of people are that way, and and I have to respect that. But I just encourage people to, you know, know who you are, know what you're comfortable with, yeah. and. You know, don't be afraid to speak up if something makes you uncomfortable.
1: I mean, I'm sure there's press that's there that, like, I see photos every local newspaper has, you know, day one of Emerald City Comic Con Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Is that a different story when they're out snapping photos of you to cover it? Um, Or do you still get a little...
0: I don't know. I I haven't had... I had like the monster booth one time be like, oh, can we take a video of you by our our monster booth? Um, like energy for our, drink? Yeah, like yeah, the yeah. energy drink for like our campaign. And that was definitely something that it's like you could say no, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and if, I mean, it's a lot, someone's not allowed to take your photo without you knowing about it. Like they can't just take your photo and publish it in the newspaper without you yeah. like knowing that they took your photo. So you can always ask Um say like hey i don't feel comfortable with that photo of me being like on a public newspaper can you please
1: not do that not <laughs> yeah, do that yeah, yeah.
0: um but a lot of the times I, I haven't really run into that i'm not in the newspapers <laughs> i got to you know got a face for radio
1: <laughs> i i take that as an insult and also as a truth so okay that's great
0: no don't worry i my um my friends were like oh Gregor, like i don't even know what he looks like so i showed him your instagram he's like Oh wow! Yeah, totally not what I pictured. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone so. says
1: I assumed you'd be short, and I'm so like, suave. Boy, <laughs> did you get that wrong? Because that is the exact opposite. <laughs> uh, you brought in. So my boss came and found me, and she said. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, there's a woman with a scepter in the lobby. I assume she's here to see you. <laughs> I was like, That's accurate. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, Possibly. But you brought in some sort of staff. I did. Sep- what do you call this?
0: It's a. It could be a scepter or a staff. It was kind of just an original concept. Oh, cool. Yeah. So this is
1: not based on something. No. This it's, is my problem. Is I don't. If it's not like Mega Man Two, then <laughs> I like don't know. Even then, I don't know. But like, I have no. very limited range of like non-popular stuff that I know about. So this could be from Warcraft or whatever. Yeah. I wouldn't know. Um, Hold this
0: bring it a little closer. So this was an original concept. It's about six feet tall, maybe. Hold I on. don't know. I'm I don't six know. foot
1: five, oh. so so
0: what? I'd say it's a it's about to your like nose or eyeballs. Yeah.
1: So yeah, it's oh.
0: probably six
1: feet. <laughs> okay, so six feet, and it's a it's got um, electronics to it. Yeah, and it's a, it it
0: it's, it's a four pronged
1: staff with some sort of gem an, in the top, glowing, as if you were going to yeah, like an orb, as if it was going to project magic at me, and I was going to yeah. become sort of cr- some sort of creature.
0: Yes, so it, it was made as a gift. Um, I try to make my boyfriend a gift every year. So last year I made him like a a statue. For, it was a character from his game that I like carved and then resin cast, and it's now a garden gnome in our front yard. Um, so I, that was so much work and so many hundreds of dollars. But this one was a little more manageable, something I'd worked with before. It's a, like a PVC base. Um, it has a wooden um, you know, tip on the end for stability, and then it's basically coated in foam and warbler. This was the first time I'd actually used warbler. Um, and, you know the light components are just shoved up inside the PVC to, to glow through the um, orb that I purchased on Amazon at the top. Uh, so it, it, it was a lot of like trial and error with this um, especially being my first time working with some new materials uh, it was very frustrating and, and I was under a lot of <laughs> a lot of time constraints because it had to be done by his birthday. Um, and I think my original paint job I did on it I hated it because it was like just black yeah. um, and you couldn't see any of the detailing and I I was just like it's ugly and so then I got some silver rub and buff which is like a wax based paint yeah. that you just like rub over the top and cool. it gave it like a silver sheen um, and I was like okay now I like it and then with the <laughs> handle wrapping I had like glued all of like eight strips of this leather cording and I was like, I'm going to make this cool braid and it's going to be awesome. And I was watching these YouTube tutorials and I'm like, "Uh, this is, I can't figure this out. This
1: is impossible. Yeah.
0: It was really, really difficult to figure that out. I think I spent hours trying to do it. And like once you start braiding something, you kind of have to finish it. Otherwise it just all like gets unraveled. So it was a, it was a fun time. Um, it's, and
1: it's really cool to be able to. Well, does he cosplay? He
0: does. Uh, he goes to Renaissance Fair. We go to Renaissance Fair every year, okay. and um, we like to like have the whole camp out. Like, we camp, we have a whole cool. themed like tent. Um, so catch and kill
1: rabbits and eat them in the field.
0: Yeah. I mean, over fire or like forage for mushrooms, I guess. I don't know. Careful <laughs> if you're vegetarian, <laughs> <laughs> but um, uh, yeah, I, I think that he dresses up for Renaissance Fair, and, and that's something he enjoys to do, but he is more of a purchaser of costumes. Yeah. Um, kind of on that end. So, and, will he
1: be some sort of wizard then? Or? He is now. Yeah, you're, you're <laughs> going as a wizard guy.
0: <laughs> he loves wizards. And so, he wasn't really planning on doing anything in particular. He had like a, you know, some basic leather like, pauldron and garb and everything, and I was like, here's this thing, and I was like, I know you weren't really planning on being a wizard, and he's like, well, I'm gonna be one now, so we got him, like, a hooded cloak. (laughs) So, he's aware
1: of this. He's aware of it, absolutely,
0: and um, so, yeah, I mean, I think we've, that's something that we've done together, and he's never gonna make something for himself, or even if he did, it would be me, like, talking him through it, so I tried to get him something, too upgrade his costume.
1: <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah. Okay, so people have made it this far through this, and I just want to make sure we started with it, but I want to talk oh, yeah. a little bit more in depth about Renton City Comic Con, mm-hmm. RenCon.
0: RenCon, yes, absolutely. Thank you guys for listening so long. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: September 7th and 8th, 8th and 9th?
0: It is September 7th and 8th.
1: 7th and 8th, yeah. And I have it written down. Yes. I should actually go to it. but Go to the notebook. At, um, September 7th and 8th.
0: It's at Renton Technical College. In Renton. Uh, this year. In Renton, surprisingly enough. So... I am actually on the creative team for RenCon as well, uh, which I was brought on just a couple she's, months ago.
1: She's fixing her armor right now; yeah. like she can't just let it be no, because it's because I it's, it's, it's got to be perfect.
0: It's my, it's <laughs> my pride and joy. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, yes, Renton Comic Con. It's been around for about four years now. If you haven't heard of it by now, this is your chance. Um, get in now get at this in. level. Yeah. it's still a very very affordable. Convention. Uh, I think day passes run around twenty five dollars. Oh, that's great! Which is unheard of. Um, and also, if you volunteer for a four hour chunk of time, you get a free day pass. And I'm in charge of volunteers, so I'm going to be herding all the cats this year rather than um, actually going to the convention. Which you know is it's going to be great. I'm really excited to to have um, a part in in helping it grow. Um,
1: yeah, there's a lot of guests that come through, and you can look at yes. all of them at RittenCityComicCon.com, which is the place to go and find. It, it looks awesome. It's mm-hmm. so well done. It looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. And yes. the, like the list of people, there's a guy from NASA that's on there. Yeah. there's like a, he's in charge of STEM outreach for. Um, uh, to get kids involved in awesome NASA type things, and he's yes. going to be there to help talk about stuff, and then like all these different people who have skills in building props and and cool stuff uh, to that we degree. We do have a
0: lot of cosplay guests,
1: which is awesome.
0: Yes, and it's it really is because um, RenCon in the past couple of years has really shown itself as a cosplay um, friendly con. It's a very family friendly con, um, which Brian, my business partner at Zag Labs, actually owns RenCon. So. With his love for cosplay, he wants to then, you know, make it very accessible for cosplayers to come to his convention. So, um, we do have a lot of craftsmen coming. Um, it was
1: crazy. I was on your website, rentoncitycomiccon.com, and <laughs> you can get a, like, if you want to take your cosplay, if you want to level up your cosplay, you I can think do is the level less. up
0: class. Yeah. Yeah.
1: You get 20 minutes with somebody who's like experienced, like, uh, a cosplay builder. Mm-hmm.
0: We have teams of two, so you can get your your dream team. Yeah, and you can choose them and and basically just have an an interview sesh with them.
1: Just to get some ideas or some like how you could achieve something a little bit better, maybe. Yeah,
0: and it's it's very it's it's a gold mine. You know, I think it's great that the people have volunteered their time to do this. Yeah. The craftsmen have been so giving um, for that as well, and uh, we also have a prop contest. So a lot of Conventions have a costume contest, um, and RenCon also has a prop contest. Cool, which is uh, hasn't been really done in the Seattle area, and it's basically if you have just a prop, it doesn't go with a costume, or if you have something that you know you're super proud of, you can just enter that into the contest, and it'll. Um, you know, how you can interesting! Win prizes. Because
1: if it stands alone, sometimes like if it's part of a costume, then you might not notice how you, excellent or maybe or maybe it needs to be brought up a notch. Maybe there's like it could go either way, and so for it to sit on its own,
0: it's kind of yeah, it's really interesting. But I mean, it would be something like the scepter that I made. It doesn't go to any costume really, sure. and it's going to be handled with just you know someone wearing normal clothes. But that could be entered into a contest and. How fun! Yeah, it it has opened up the realm um, for people, and you know a lot of people have come and entered some really obscure things, and I like it a cool. lot.
1: Now, uh, one other thing I wanted to point out about the dream team that you were talking about, where mm-hmm. you can get the level the up, level up, your up co- co- yeah, level up your work, level up your cosplay, and a workshop there. Um, one thing that's cool is that it's a recommended donation of $10 to Treehouse which is a charity that we at the end work with a ton as well mm-hmm. and so it was really neat to be able to see that they're getting service from a bunch of different communities in Seattle so and in this case Renton yeah, uh, which is really cool so you can sign up ahead of time for a 20 minute slot at rentoncitycomiccon.com also ticket information and everything there what's uh what do you really look forward to i know it's a lot of work and you're going to have to be managing a lot but mm-hmm. like if you were going to a con today, mm-hmm. what's the part that you most look forward to?
0: I really like um, hanging out with people after the con. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, for me, I really enjoy the nightlife as well. Um, being, you know, 20-something, it's, you know, we've still got energy to go. So I'll usually go to the con during the day. Um, I like, you know, just doing the general shopping looking at a bunch of stuff I don't need. Um, (laughs) I don't go to a lot of panels, mostly because I just don't look at the program enough to actually schedule out my day. Um, But then, you know, at night, I usually just go out with some other cosplayers and we get to network and actually get to know the people as people. Um, So that's my favorite part of it, because I see all these people on, you know, social media and everything. And it's really great just to build those connections. And then the next convention, I get to see those people again. And it's like, Seeing an old friend, you know—that's
1: my whole life. Like, yeah. I, I sit in a room by myself talking to no one, and then like I see people online. I'm like, oh, that person seems nice. that you meet them in person. You're like,
0: Oh yeah. hey, oh look, uh, hello. So I I really enjoy that. And you know, there's some some nightlife events at RenCon as as well. They've got a VIP party on Friday night. Um, which I'm really excited. I think I might get to go to if all my work is done.
1: Uh, we'll get to go. <laughs> if you behave, we'll yeah, let you in. If
0: I finish all my work, uh, <laughs> we get to go. But yeah, Friday night, they've got a, a VIP party, which is always super fun because it's um, a lot of people who are just really dedicated to the industry. Um, and it's just a great place. Like there's like games and music, and you get to just get to know the people as people in a, a smaller environment. Um, they've also got a pub crawl called Star, uh, Bar Wars. Cool. So it's Star Wars. It's called Bar Wars. It's a Star Wars themed pub crawl. So there's a lot of events like that associated with comic cons that I enjoy.
1: That's so cool because uh, I always love. It used to be during Emerald City, like we would just randomly be down there after work getting a drink or something like that. Or like we were at, a, it's not there anymore, that sushi joint that went away. Blue, oh, Blue, blue Sea, sea. Sh-
0: yeah. Sushi. Yeah, that's
1: a tough one to say, right? I've never, I guess.
0: Blue Sea Sushi. Yeah, it disappeared like overnight.
1: But we'd, we'd be sitting down there and then all of a sudden a pack of Sakurakan people would come in or something like that. Yeah. You'd be like, what the hell is going on? There's a lot of tails in here right now. I enjoy that yeah, as yeah, well. it's fun. It like, just throws everything kind of on.
0: trolling it. people in the general public as so that's that's also another hilarious thing. And you get
1: enough people together. Yeah. Do you have any costumes with with a mask?
0: Not yet. No, I, I don't think I've done a mask. I think it's more of a personal comfort thing. There is anything. something
1: even painting a face. There's something for me so weird about wearing a mask where you become. For me, it's a race car driver or something like that where their faces are covered, and you mm-hmm. know, like you, it's suddenly all of the personality that you get from someone's eyes is gone, and it's now it's just body like, language now. Yeah, and it's all. However, you dress yourself or whatever—it's like it really. Yeah. I, I would imagine getting into a character that has a mask on is so mm-hmm. much easier because no one can actually read what you're doing, which is uh, creepy but also
0: yeah, awesome. I mean, it's so true, and uh, we had to do mask work in college because you mm-hmm. know hashtag acting. <laughs> uh, and and it it's really interesting because it is that veil that you feel safe. And and for me, it's kind of like wearing armor. You know, I feel safe. I feel, yeah. you know, comfortable and confident. But when it comes to a mask, all of your communication is through body language. And a lot of people really enjoy that aspect of it. They they enjoy kind of the um, elusiveness of, of having a mask. And, you know, it's kind of their own little secret. So I can really see the appeal yeah. in it. I know that it is... Um, I don't know, some Comic Cons are getting a little weird about mask costumes now. Um, and for me, like I said, it's just a comfort thing. I If I'm going to be wearing something all day, I know I'd be taking that helmet on and off all yeah. the time. <laughs> and I know Brian has some costumes with a helmet, and I see him, and he takes it off, and then you have to carry that around all day. I'm very, like... <sighs> Hands free. I need both my hands free. I need everything to have a pocket so that I don't have to like.
1: So carrying carry around that, that hammer all day must have been annoying.
0: Oh <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's it's not super heavy, but it like if it's something that can rest on the ground, yeah. like a staff or something, that's that's a little better. But
1: but like a big blaster or something like that is probably. Oh a gosh.
0: Little less. <laughs> yeah, the the Nova gun. It was only about five to seven pounds, but by the end of the day, my arms were so tired just carrying it around and just that little bit. that's a oh, workout wait. all day. Yeah. You imagine
1: doing thirty reps on something that's ten pounds—that gets your yeah. arms burning a and little. I, bit. And I like
0: couldn't walk up the stairs the way my armor was on my legs. It was so stiff. I had to go up the stairs like sideways, <laughs> um, or just like take the escalator. Um, <laughs> a cos- lot of mobility. I'm going to
1: host a a panel one of these years. It'll be cosplay ergonomics, mm-hmm. where you just watch a bunch of video of people unable to, to
0: like fa- eat. Move. I couldn't eat. I couldn't bend my arms <laughs> close enough to my face. Like I was just having to like chuck. Like nuts into my mouth, um, <laughs> or like do a little fruit roll-up and dangle it from above, and it's
1: it's pretty you, you hilarious. Need a feeder. <laughs> I <laughs> do.
0: I just be like, put it. Just give me a really long straw. I'll just <laughs> drink this smoothie, and I, it's. It's, it comes with the territory.
1: Okay, go see Hannah at Renton City Comic Con. You can get your tickets and all the info at RentonCityComicCon.com. Mm-hmm. Shorten that to RenCon at September 7th and 8th at Renton Technical College. It Thanks is. for coming in.
0: Yes, a- thank you for having me. Have
1: a lovely time dressed up as someone else. <sighs> You've been listening to So You're in Seattle with Gregor. Follow him on Twitter at HeyGregor. Find more episodes online at SoYou'reInSeattle.com. So You're in Seattle is a burrito butt production. Yeah, you're a good dog, Joe.